Did you open your beer? Yeah. Damn it. I, I said when you walked away, don't open it. We can open it at the same time. All right. Well, I'll just open another one and drink. No, I just opened mine. Fist. Well, then open another one with both double fist. Okay. All right. Fine. You know how they do like a clap at the beginning of podcasts to, <laughs> so they can like uh, tell when to hit like when the recording started or like how when to start editing it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's what oh, that's that could be our thing. That could be our shtick. Yeah, that's what I said when you walked away. But anyway, all right, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. All right, whatever. We fucked it up. <laughs> I couldn't get my nail under it enough. Oh, I had my finger my all the way underneath it already. Oh. All wait. right. Well, welcome back to the potentially name-changing We Don't Care podcast. Shout out to everyone who's listening that I'm going to send it to. Probably just Mike <laughs> Macklin and nobody else. Um, I already told you I said stop saying the word um, but I just started with one. So No, it's all right because I was watching How I Met Your Mother and there's a drinking game for Robin Shabatsky's late night show, I guess early morning show, and... It's like she finds out that a bunch of college kids have been listening to her to her show, and she's really excited, and they're, like, the students of her friend Ted Mosby. And then she, he's, like, hanging out with them, and they're like, come do the drinking game with us. He's like, what? And he's like, the Shabotsky drinking game. And he goes, what is that? And she, they say, every time she says, but, um, you have to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the end, they're all, like, absolutely fucking obliterated. So maybe that can be the thing. Um. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll take a sip every time I say that. But. But um. Oh, hold on. So if we want to start with the NFL with the Eagles, with our poor Eagles. Uh. Why don't, uh. Uh. Why don't we start with Nick Sirianni? Yeah. Well, yeah that came after I think podcast that which is another lost episode. Oh, you didn't put that one up? That's fine. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, because uh, the next day was the day that the thing happened, so I just was not in any gotcha. mood. We lost one of our listeners. Rest in peace. R.I.P. In peace. <laughs> so Nick Sirianni, for me, is kind of a dude. He doesn't really do anything for me. You know, it's not really uh, it's not really doing anything at all as far as, uh, like, this is the guy I really wanted because he hasn't really – he hasn't called plays before, right? So he was just a Frank Reich disciple. Yeah, he was just a play designer. But to that point, so was Doug when he came here. Didn't Andy have Doug call some plays? He had them call like, some plays, but he wasn't like the, like third downs or something like that. Uh, yeah, like here and there, he would he would do some mm -hmm. stuff. But I don't think I don't think Sirianni's done any of that. But it doesn't really matter, I guess, because I don't think he's going to have as much control as he wants anyway. I think that's why they hired him. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they hired him because Howie and Jeff Lurie realized that they could probably kind of control him, which Doug wasn't having anymore. So. He was. He's a puppet. He's our puppet coach. Who knows? Maybe he'll end up being, like, really, really the guy. Like, I'm all about a culture guy right now because I listen to Mike Lombardi too much, and that's what he says. You listen to that and, clown? Yeah, I do. <laughs> hey, everyone's allowed – well, no, he was right. He was right. That's the thing. Doug Peterson doesn't have a job in the NFL. He That's should. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't. Well, yeah, I think I think yeah, you're right. I think you're right. 
A, undissy regardless. I think that Nick Sir. I feel the same way about Nick Sirianni that I felt about Doug, what is that, five years ago, four years ago, in that it's like a meh hire. I'm neither here nor there about it. I will say that first press availability thing that he had was kind of rough. Oh, so <laughs> rough, dude. Pat McAfee's watching the show. I mean, I'm watching his show, and he's just roasting him live. And it and it's probably rough because he had no shot, no shot at, at coming at, at competing with uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, knee biting. <laughs> Dude, he like the guy who came up after that one next head coach hire had no shot at anything. So, I no shot at anyone thinking he was any good. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get knocked down and we're gonna stand back up and we're and we're gonna take a bite out of your kneecap on the way back up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand. But that's not a thing. Nobody's ever said that before. Well, right. That's exactly. It's his thing, dude. <laughs> I love that for the Detroit Lions. Sorry, the Detroit Lions. I love it for them. I don't think they're going to be any good. <laughs> but good for them. So, yeah, poor, poor Sirianni. You know, I've had, like, Eagles fans who I'm friends with, like, who are, like, you know, I'd watch the games with them. Uh, and, and they're like, how do you say his last name again? I can't even remember. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sirianni. It's we a very ourself. South Philly sounding name. It is. Sirianni. It is, X. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so maybe that'll fit in. I would like to point out before we move on that the Eagles and the Colts are now so incestuous. Yep. Like we took all of their assistant position head coach, assist, ah, assistant position coaches basically for our staff to be, like, the actual position coaches. They took Carson back, and then they also hired Press Taylor. And Mike They have Rowe. Mike Rowe, yeah. So we're basically Colts East, and they're basically Eagles West. Um, so i just like to point that out, that that's interesting. Because now they have Carson, which is a good segue to the next portion. The end of an era. I would like to say that you either, just like they say... Uh... In bat, it was what Heath Ledger said this. Uh, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And Carson has lived long enough to see himself become the villain. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's a sip. <laughs> I would say that I don't know how to feel about it. Because I'm he, angry, dude. he was my favorite player for... Yep. Until last year, like this last yep. season. Yep. And he was so talented, and so much of the blame falls on Howie Roseman for absolutely cocking it up. But I also am angry at Carson because when the tough got going, he just couldn't cope with it. Like, he couldn't handle it. And yep, I agree. he made himself look pretty weak in my eyes. So. Yeah. Like, what What did Aaron Rodgers do when they, they, not only did they take, like, take his back, like, his back up to be the next potential franchise quarterback for the team, they traded up for him in the first round when they took Jordan Love, and how did he respond? He went on to have an MVP season and go to the NFC Championship game. And granted, I'm not comparing Carson to Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback 
of all time in my He's eyes. He's a bad man. So I don't want I don't want to say like Carson is of that caliber, but I'm just pointing out like there's two different kinds of mentalities you can have. You can either be a dog and say like fuck you, I'm going to win anyway, or you can be I don't want to say be a bitch, but this, I mean that's kind of what Carson did. So, like I don't know if you saw the report that he went up to ten weeks without talking to Doug during the season. Did you read that report? I did not. That must how? That's impossible. That's what Adam Schefter said. That that's, they went eight to ten weeks without talking to each other. That's Doug's fault. You're the fucking coach. Coach. I, coach I, I didn't read the entire report. I just saw that 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 quote. There's no way. It was no quote tweeted no all way. the time. Some people say, like, some other people on Bleeding Green Nation that, like, write for them say that it's been debunked or whatever. But then there's other people saying that it is true. So I don't know. I don't know I mean, who to believe anymore. Watch them talk it's like politics. It's like politics to me. I don't know who to trust. I don't care anymore about who to trust i just fucking hate them all so that's just that's my stance on that when did you know it was time that the era was over here i would say for me maybe like week all right so hindsight 2020 probably when they picked jalen hurts in the second round is probably when it was time that was my first inkling of like oh fuck this is not gonna go well when I actually finally recognized it was probably like three weeks before he got benched. I held on a lot longer. I thought I thought they were going to bring him back. I thought they were going to bench him for the rest of the season. I thought that maybe he'd play the last couple of weeks or something. But but that should have happened. So like that timeline should have been shifted up like three weeks or something because like what happens in hockey. This is because we're going to talk about hockey today later. I hope, but. Travis Konechny was our was our uh, like leading point scorer last year, like assists and goals, and he got healthy scratched. So we got benched for two games because he wasn't playing well. He was making too many stupid mistakes. He wasn't getting to the net. He wasn't crashing like he's used to. And so what did AV do? He told him something's not right. You need to take a couple games off, and we're gonna give somebody else a look. I don't know why football can't be like that, where Carson was having – he was on a slide. You take him out, get his head right, or at least attempt to. Just stop the slide in the, at the very least. Two weeks. Have him I sit think, behind Jalen. Have him help develop Jalen. And then after that, he comes back in. That probably would have – it would have worked out better than the way that it did. Because to me, this is the largest Philadelphia, like, player failure more so than – Markel Fultz by a long shot. I don't even have anything to compare it to. This was like this. This makes me so mad that this happened at all. I think back in the day, like we did it with McNabb, and it kind of worked. What was that? Was Kevin Cobb at that point? Yeah, I think so. And then we did it again with. I, I forget all the instances in which we did it, but it's happened a few times. I think back in the day, you could do it because the quarterback position while it was still probably the most important position in sports, was not at the same level that it is now. Where, like, you have if you have a Patrick Mahomes or if you have Tom Brady or you have Aaron Rodgers, 
Like, yeah, but no one else are those three guys. No one's even close to those three. Right, but I'm I'm just saying, the the quarterback position has changed so much, even in the last decade, that it is by far the most important position in all of sports. So you can't like benching somebody is an acknowledgement that they aren't the guy almost. You're playing like shit. You're sitting. That's how it works. I don't I don't know. Tell me we'll tell you when you've earned it back. Like uh Blue Mountain State, man, that happened all the time. <laughs> I saw a guy at the gym today wearing a uh, Thad Castles jersey. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. That's a good investment. He was the guy, actually, who was rolling in the squat rack, so I got a little bit less mad at him <laughs> when I saw that. Because he was wearing a sweatshirt when he was curling in the squat rack, and he took off, was wearing a cut-off Thad Castles t-shirt. But anyway, I digress. Could the relationship have been salvaged? I think so. How will he fare in Indianapolis? Um, I'd say the only way that the relationship could have been salvaged is if it was a complete overhaul of the front office and the coaching staff, but Carson stayed. So salvaging that relationship, we would have had to prioritize Carson and his wants over everything else. And I don't think that that would be that. I don't think that would have been the correct thing. I don't now. Granted, I don't think the course of action that we ended up taking was the correct thing either. But I think that's the only way that it would have been saved. Maybe, maybe it was though. <coughs> I mean, if so, if if that's true, where those two would go, even if it was if they would go an entire week without talking to each other, that's too much for the starting quarterback and head coach not to talk. So they're not playing by adult rules. They're being children. Maybe we need to get rid of both of them. Maybe that was the right way to do it. Yeah, but I mean, Howie should also be gone. Uh, that's a different conversation entirely. But um, I think in Indianapolis, I think he'll win a playoff game or two. I will say I won't be surprised if they make a Super Bowl run at some point during his tenure because that would be the most Philadelphia thing to happen is that he goes somewhere and absolutely balls out to stick it in our faces. That would that would be so Philadelphia. Do you, think, do you think they would have been better off just – they could have traded the same – so, for example, they could have traded the exact same stuff they traded to us plus their first-round pick this year to get number 10's pick this year from the Cowboys and drafted a quarterback. Would they have been better off? Um, in the long run, yes, I think so. But I think that they do have a roster that's ready to compete now, especially with all the cap space that they have. Yeah. So – they want to maximize this potential window. And I think that because they have Frank Reich, who did get the best out of Carson, they saw that window like, and they, they wanted to move on it now. Like, if they can get Carson to 80% of what he was in 2017 now for this season and the next season after that, they have a good shot to make the AFC Championship game, I think. But that team is built just fine if they use. They're gonna have to use that cap space to keep guys like Quentin Nelson, Marlon Mack, uh, then and uh, that their linebacker Leonard, right? That's his name. Uh, Darius Leonard, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. I don't know. Who knows, man? I I I think that the Colts. This was stupid of them to do. It's just stupid that the Eagles got to this point. 
I don't think anybody won the trade. I, I, I think that the Colts need to stop doing this one-year Band-Aid bullshit. They probably, whatever. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think the trade is pretty much lose-lose. Yeah. It's a win, I think, in the context, for the Eagles in the context of the immediate situation. Over the past five years, though, and what he was drafted to be, what Carson was drafted to be, it's an overall loss. It's such so a failure. It's, it's an it's an immediate win given the context, but when you take the larger picture, it's a loss. When you look at it for the Colts, I think it's just a loss. So I think I think it ultimately is a lose lose for both sides. Yeah, I agree. Carson's legacy in Philadelphia is not going to be looked upon favorably no matter what happens. I think I think uh, oh that's a drink. I think he's I think it's just he's you know he's you know he, like to me I could say oh he was always my quarterback but he but he was but then then I heard how much of a bitch he was being and now I'm kind of just like get the fuck out of here. That's so not Philadelphia. You know that I like I have been one of the biggest Carson Wentz stands for the entirety of his career in Philadelphia up until maybe midway through this season. You were really, Even, really up, and then you were really, really down. Yeah, I got I I took a nosedive real fast. Yeah. Um, and I think that was probably around like week five or six this season that I just I couldn't look past all his flaws anymore. Um, I think for me it's it's been pretty much like a like a breakup yep. <laughs> because now that he's gone, I just remember all the good times and yep. I, the part of me wants him back. And I just remember, you know, his crazy 2017 season where it seemed like every time he just launched the ball, it was a touchdown. And I, I just really long for those days and I refuse to look at all the negatives. But if I really take the time to think about it, I am just very disappointed in him. And if I really think, if I remember how this season, pretty much every time he threw the ball, I thought it was going to be an interception. And most of the time I was right. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so right now I'm like angry and I don't exactly know how to feel. I think 10 years from now, I will be able to look favorably on his career here because the, the pain of losing him in the way that we did, how he just kind of shut down and just decided not to be a part of the team anymore, I won't remember that as much as I'll remember having won the Super Bowl in the 2017-2018 season. And it because I think he was integral to that. We won 13 games because of him. Like, we got the first seed in the NFC, which I think we needed since we had a backup uh, to... to fill in for him we had Nick Foles the backup to fill in for him I think we needed that one seed and he was integral part in getting that and if you this is how much of a sucker I am because obviously that was the one Super Bowl we've ever won if you had told me the resolution to his career like the whole story but had told me like that we would have traded up we would have had one really good season we would have we won the Super Bowl that year and then the next three years were going to be the way that they went if you had told me that at the beginning, I still would have taken it because yeah, I, st I still would have wanted that Super Bowl win. So I think when I think about that, I will look favorably on his career here. I guess so. But you break up with girls differently than I do. 
<laughs> when I break up with a girl, I don't ever want to talk to her again. I don't ever see her face again. I never think about her again. If someone brings her up, I just say, yo, fuck that bitch. <laughs> That's basically yeah. where I'm so, at. Uh, I, it is, I, I honestly, I, un, I unfollowed him on all of my social media. So it is honestly like a breakup. And it's funny that I'm treating it the same. So, Yeah. Well, what about our quarterback position moving forward? We got Jalen Hurts. We got the Studfeld. I don't think he's under contract, though. I, I think Nate is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he's a free agent. I think you're right. Again, Michael. So literally, our quarterback room right now is Jalen Hurts. Yep. Well, who do we have on the practice squad? We have um, the guy what? from. What, Kyle? Well, I, I guess. Te- no, Clayton's gone. <laughs> uh. Since I mean, since it's the off season, we don't really have a practice squad. We have like people on futures and stuff. Um, yeah. So we have uh, what's his face Tate from University of Arizona, who technically used to be a, a quarterback. Now he's playing wide receiver. We Greg have Ward. Greg Ward, the same thing. We have. I mean, that's. I think those are the only other two quarterbacks that we technically have on a deal. So what do we, so what do, we do? Who are we signing this year? <clears throat> I mean, that that all depends on if you decide we are going to draft a quarterback at six, or if we take one in free agency, or both. And I want here. What I want to do is. I, if I'm Howie Roseman, and this is my conservative approach to life, basically, but I'm seeing if I can develop Jalen Hurts because of the person that he is. I know that he's a worker. I know he's a good, he's just like, he's a solid dude. People like him on the team. Let's see if I can develop him. I'm going to draft a wide receiver probably at six because I know that we got two really good ones that can go top ten. And then I'm going to sign a good backup to have behind him someone like, uh, I mean, a Josh McCown type. Uh, but I don't really know who's out there. And then if that doesn't work out this year, easy money, dude. We got Chad Henney and David Blau. We can always sign in free agency next year because I looked up who would, be, who would be quarterbacks that are free agents. Uh, not this year, but next year. So we're probably set. We, we, just, we could sign Chad anyway. I think that I agree with you. I spent... I'm kind of joking at the end there, but... Not, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of the Jalen Hurts thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I'm going to have to edit that out. So I think, <laughs> I think that... I'm not entirely sure what I think yet. And we, we wrote our talking points or, like, the questions that we wanted to answer for this episode last night, or yesterday afternoon, I guess. I think, and I've spent since then thinking about what I want the quarterback room to look like. And I can honestly say that I don't have super strong feelings either way yet. I think I need to chew on it a bit more. I will you know say... what they're going to do? I can tell you what they're going to do. Oh yeah, like what we what they should do and what they're gonna do are two completely separate things. And I think well, it's like you were saying it's a breakup. They're gonna draft Trey Lance. 
<laughs> the the uh, the backup breakup boink. What do you say? The backup breakup boink. Yeah, the backup breakup <laughs> boink. That's what's what what what's gonna happen, dude? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, He's playing. He they play in the spring, right? We could probably be watching one of their games right now. I don't know that. I think they're taking the season off because I know the FCS is playing in the spring. I don't think North Dakota State is doing is playing because I think I remember hearing someone say that JMU is going to win because they're it's like it's NDSU and JMU are like the two big teams in the FCS mm-hmm. and someone was saying that JMU is just going to run train on the rest of the FCS this season because of it. I think that's what I heard. I don't know for sure. But what I will say is that Jalen Hurts has the mental makeup. And not mental in, in terms of processing speed or he's got know, like it. route recognition. He has – I hate it when people say this, but he has the moxie. He has the focus. He has the personality type to be a very, very successful quarterback in the NFL. And I think that that's an underrated part of of a player in the NFL, especially for the quarterback position. He does not yet have the processing speed. He does not have the anticipation. He doesn't have the natural passing ability of a star NFL quarterback. He's got Russell Wilson build. He just needs to get to the the Russell Wilson skill set, right? So he doesn't have a moon ball. But he's got the size, the quickness, the escapability, the vision. But he doesn't have the... So Russell's arm strength's not that good, neither is Jalen's. I'm not saying that they're going to be the exact same quarterback, but I think you could get to that level. People are comparing him a lot to Kyler Murray this year, though. They think that's his ceiling, and I don't know if that's fair. I think, again, I don't exactly know what I think yet. But I will say... <coughs> I'm all in, dude. I'm all in on him. I don't want to spend, and this kind of goes into our next whole thing, which was going to be, you know, quarterbacks in the draft. I, it's a little teaser for that section. I don't think I love anyone in the draft enough to pick at number six. I do know that I love a few skill position players enough to pick at six in the draft. I, and I don't think that bringing in a rookie into the situation that we have now is going to be good for their development. No. Like, who knows Either what our offensive real. line is going to be is going to look like next year? You know, Lane Johnson has been banged up for the last few seasons. Brandon Brooks can't stay healthy, but when he is healthy, he's one of the better guards in the league. Kelsey's probably retiring, dude. Kelsey might be retiring, so I don't. I don't think even disregarding the skill position, which we know the wide receiver position, which we know has been shit the past few years, and the offensive line is supposed to be Philly's calling card. It's still not, we don't even know what the offensive line is going to look like next year. So I don't think it's a good position to bring in a rookie into. So I think that we need to rock with Hertz and I think he deserves that chance. And if it goes South and everybody, if we suck, like everybody thinks we're going to suck, we're going to be in range to get, yeah, we're going to be in range to get a good pick again next year anyway. So I think that we need to ride with Hertz. Yeah, me too. And, and, Basically, what we had this year with the offensive line was that everything went bad, like every single thing, which is pretty Philadelphia thing to happen. I, I just think 
I, I, I think Driscoll's actually a really good backup for Lane. I actually I do like Driscoll a lot. I like Mylotta on the left if he can get some more reps under his belt. People are just like, you have a fucking rugby player playing left tackle. All right, well, he's an enormous human being. He's very hard to move. <laughs> he's 6'7", 300-something, I think. He's enormous. So you should let him I'm, play fullback, too. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the way the line looks. If if we don't have every single position other than center break. Every single position on the line this year was hurt at the exact same time. That never happens to anyone. Except Bad us. things happen in Philadelphia. They do. It's always sunny here, though. So I, I think, I think, yeah. So all right, we're in agreement on that, which is not where I thought this was going to go. But I do think they're probably they're probably drafting a quarterback because we are the factory. Let's <laughs> forget. So that, I mean, that's for all the listeners on our little cheat sheet of what we talk about. It says QB position moving forward under the Carson Wentz end of an era thing. And the next thing is quarterback at pick six, should they, question mark, will they, question mark. So we answered the question, should they, which we think no. Will they? Absolutely. I think that we're going to end up with a quarterback at pick six. If, so, not, or if not higher. If not higher. We, we might trade up for it. We might get more than one quarterback, baby. We might get two. <laughs> we're the factory. Yeah, yeah. Take Mac Jones in the second round after having taken Zach Wilson in the first. Now, Zach's going to go second. I, I think we're going to – I do. I really think we're taking Trey Lance. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. They, it would be so hard to sell that. Another North Dakota State quarterback. They're very different players, but yes, it would be. Just the optics of that. And, I mean, especially because Philadelphia, we're a very passionate city. We are a passionate city that doesn't really take the time to understand the game nope. or understand really anything about football. We just bro. Everybody I watch listen, games with just yelling at the TV, and they don't even know what they're yelling for. They're just yelling to yell. They they listen to guys like fucking what's his face Angelo Cataldi in the morning, who is one of the most inflammatory people I have ever heard in my entire life. My dad listens to him. And I, li- I when I'm home, I listen to him. I'm like, Dad, you listen to this garbage. This like they don't know anything that they're talking about. And so people just listen to that. And so they're just gonna jump on whatever he's saying. And so like that's why it would be difficult to sell Trey Lance to specifically Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, I don't want Trey Lance to be honest. I don't like. I don't him. either. We need so. a West Coast quarterback. That's what we need. We need a Pac-12 quarterback. We're not agreed <laughs> on this. That's what we need. I would say for for me, ranking because so there's like people are saying five quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Um, Trevor Lawrence is obviously going first. The more that I look at the guys playing, how they play, kind of their mental makeup. Their mental when they chickens. <laughs> I would say that I, – I, I flipped this literally this morning when I was thinking about it. My number two is Justin Fields. And I know you and I talked about how we don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. I just feel very, very different about Justin Fields than I feel, I feel differently about, about him than I did Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> um, I've, 
because just watching Justin Fields in that semifinal, when he after he took that shot from I forget what his name is, the linebacker from Clemson, he took that yeah, shot in the yeah. All right. Anyway, he took that shot in the kidney, uh, in the rib area. Definitely had broken ribs. Definitely had like a ruptured kidney or some shit. And then later that drive, he just delivered. I don't know. Actually, it might have been the next drive or something. But he delivered yeah, he that sixty-yard bomb in a fucking bucket for a touchdown. I like he is a gamer. Like he has the moxie, kind of like Jalen Hurts. He has it. So I that's why I think he's my second quarterback now. Will he go second? Probably not, because everybody's in love with Zach Wilson. I like Zach Wilson. He kind of it's so cliche. Everybody's calling him the Mormon Manziel. But watching him play, he does kind of play that way. The way they played um, against Coastal Carolina, that was a pitiful game. That was so bad. I don't yeah, know. It, it was tough to watch. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, Coastal Carolina was not a bad team this year. They were pretty pretty good. Name a player on their team. The guy that had that fight. <laughs> I mean, they, they were a good team. They were a good team. They And they all had mullets. I like that. But... Okay, despite all that, I think Zach Wilson is the number three. Here's where my hot take comes. I really like Mac Jones. Everybody's saying that he like plays within the system and he plays for Alabama, so he's propped up by good players, which is fair. You know, that happened to A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron's not a great quarterback, and I don't even know if he's still in the fucking league. I don't think he is. Um, look at Tua and his... Tua is struggling, struggled this year. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. And he was supposedly the best quarterback that Alabama ever had. Mac Jones seems different to me because of his downfield ball. Do you remember those videos that were coming out after uh, Tua won the championship? Um, and they were, t- they think he was probably going to get drafted. Then he actually stayed another year or something like that. You remember those Instagram videos about like Alabama's newest recruit, Mac Jones, like doing like these jump throws and shit on a field. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. I, it's it's been in, it, like it sticks out in my brain for some reason every time I every time I think about Mac Jones. He's kind of fat though. He is fat, but I mean, and that's but that's the thing. Like, look at Tom Brady. Have you seen the video of Tom Brady's combine and like his photo of him standing there without his shirt on? Mac Jones is fatter. Okay, yeah, he's fatter. He's like okay, but Ben Roethlisberger's fat. He has been fat. He's always been fat. He wasn't fat in the. No, he wasn't. He wasn't fat in the combine. He was. Oh, he was thick boned. Mac Jones is thick boned. No, Mac Jones has a gut. And I don't know, dude. I, I like Mac Jones. I think to me, he's quarterback four, because I know the thing with Trey Lance is, is and that's the thing with it was the same thing with Carson. He played against FCS opponents. Mac I'm Jones not was playing against you. I just I'm hating on Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones played in the best conference in college football, and he still had an almost Heisman winning season. Yeah. So, uh, he's you know just what sucks though. What is the best quarterback in this draft? Is probably not going to be any of them. You know, it's always how it works. Like, Dak Prescott might be – who else was in that draft? Jerry Goff, Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. 
Those are the three notable ones. So it's pretty it's pretty obvious that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in that draft, I think. No, I think everyone agrees. I don't know about yeah. after his injury, but uh, Patrick Mahomes was taken, what, eighth? He was somewhere in the top ten, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not – that's not like – People he was the third. He was the third QB taken behind. Sean was taken after First him. QB, yeah. First QB was Mitch Trubisky. And then, what wasn't Danny Dimes that year? No, he wasn't. No, no, no. no. That was next. No, year. I, I think it was Deshaun was taken second. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. But like, no one thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be the guy. No one thinks. It, it's just. It's just crazy to me how it's always like there's all this hype around like the. I think the first quarterback taken overall is usually, like, probably about right. But then, like, two through five quarterbacks taken in the rest of the draft, they don't really know what's going to happen with them. Like, Tua was taken second, uh, second quarterback, I guess. And he's not actually – it doesn't seem like he's that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's going to be your 2021 starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Probably. <laughs> Which, side note, I, I just want to get this off my chest – I hope there's two teams that I want Deshaun to go to. One is the Miami Dolphins, because I think that would be really, really fun. Um, and then yeah, it was the Panthers. Yeah, well, I'm, he I would be I so much fun on the Panthers. With, uh, ESPN's prediction for it. I would love to see him on the Panthers. That would be really, really fun. So, as long, if he goes to one of those two teams, if not the Eagles, I'll be happy. Which the Eagles aren't getting Deshaun. Excuse me, the Eagles are not getting Deshaun Watson, so we can just kind of stamp, nip that in the bud. But the Panthers or the Dolphins would be really, really fun. Well, do you have, do you have any more rankings for quarterbacks? We've kind of gone on a quarterback episode here thus far. I guess to wrap it up, Mac Jones is my QB4, Trey Lance is my QB5. Okay. Uh, I don't really disagree with any of that <coughs> i mean i'd probably put zach wilson too switch switch your two and three but that's about it so anyway Which, move on you can you can bet on those i think i don't feel confidently uh, enough about it to do that so i doubt that i will so we kind of talked about our quarterback room we think we, we're pretty sure nate is a free agent he's probably going to go uh and then and the running back room is actually pretty set. Uh, Sanders and Scott as our one-two is pretty good. Maybe we need a big guy. Oh, who 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 was our undrafted free agent? We still we have in there too. He's pretty good. Henderson. I want Henderson. No. So all the names that I put in here, I counted them up. It's a total of thirty-six people. Obviously, the roster is fifty-three. I just I didn't even look up who all. I just put big names that I could remember. Holyfield. Oh, and Huntley, too. Holyfield and Huntley are both decent for guys that weren't projected to be good. So, uh, tight end, Ertz, Goddard, Rogers. Was Rogers a one- or a two-year deal? One. We, we always bring Dick Rod on a one-year deal. So, he's probably not coming back. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a headed-and-quit-it kind of guy. And then Ertz, do you think, is getting traded? Yeah, cut? Ertz is gone. I, I listened to his brother say he had a 99% chance of not coming back, so I agree. Wide receiver, notably Rager, Fulgham, Jaw, Alshon. What about Hightower and Watkins? I mean, I, I mean, I think they'll stay. 
just because, I mean, depending on how many guys that we bring in in the draft. They'll probably cut J-Jaw. Uh, keep think, one of Rager, or keep, I mean, keep one of Hightower and Watkins, and then keep Rager and Fulgham. I have no clue what's going on with Alshon. So, I, the, this is this is kind of our segment, stay or go. Are we going to target that position in the draft? Are think, we going to bring in a free agent? Let's get this out of the way. Chase. We have, like, no free agent money, so we're not really bring, – anybody that we bring in is going to be, like, a vet minimum. It's going to be yeah. – I don't even – is vet minimum the term for it in football? I don't know. Um, yeah, it is. Okay. So anybody that we bring in is going to be, like, just a depth piece. We're not bringing anybody in. So the whole free agent vet thing – Let's get that out of the way. We're not bringing in any big names. Um, I think running back, I would like Trey Sermon in, like, the fourth round. I, he'll end up probably going higher than that. But if he's still there in round four, I would highly suggest – like, he just runs fucking hard. He reminds me kind of like a Jay Ajayi, which I think would be a good second piece to Miles Sanders because I don't think Corey Clemens going to be here next year. I don't think he should. No, um, neither. So, like, a room of Sanders, Trey Sermon, Boston Scott, and then, like, one of Huntley or Holyfield. Yeah, I agree. Tight end is definitely, we need to look at that. Because tight end three is actually a very important position on this roster, and we only have a tight end one right now. So, we're, we're going to have to look to target that in the draft as well. Um, Luckily, I just, tight ends aren't valued that highly in the draft. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few bottom-of-the-barrel guys. Like, Miller Forrestal played for Alabama, but he was, like, he would be serviceable. Like, people have him going in the fifth or sixth round. I would take a swing on him there. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he plays well. He's, he's from good a very draft, good yeah. program. So, for wide receiver, I want Jamar Chase. Obviously, I've been talking about it forever. If Jamar Chase is gone, Devontae Smith. Like, I get Jalen Waddle's more explosive or whatever. You, you just can't deny... He won the Heisman, so... Yeah, you can't deny his talent. Like, he's his measurables are not good. He is smaller than I am. And I am... Who is? Devontae Smith. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Wait, smaller how? Weight-wise? And height. He's, what, five? He's 5'10". Five, 175. He has the longest arms I have ever seen on a man. He's, he's 5'10", 175. I am 5'11", 180. He is, he is legitimately smaller than me. His wingspan might be bigger than mine, He is, but he is he's, smaller than me. He's 6'1", 175. Okay, maybe he's a little bit taller. But still, he's, I mean, his frame is still tiny. Uh, but you just can't deny his talent. So if, if Chase isn't there... Smith is the pick. If somehow both of them are gone, they're taking a quarterback. But I think Kyle Pitts would be the next best option behind Smith and then Waddle. What about Simi Ojale? The tackle. The only tackle that I have interest in in the first round is one of either freaking... Panay Sewell or Rayshon Slater at pick six. If we trade down, then yeah, I would consider like Samuel Cosme or 
But I think I think we're okay on tackle right now. I don't want to target tackle. Uh, I think the pick at six has to be wide receiver or offensive playmaker if you want to include Kyle Pitts. Because he can play wide receiver. He can play wide receiver or tight end. You don't think Penn, well, Penny Sewell is like projected like number three overall pick, dude. I would caution the Eagles picking him if he's false to six. Why? I don't because, understand. Because we do this every year. We do the thing where we pick the best player available regardless of fit. And we we keep putting off wide receiver as if we're going to finally hit on it by pure chance. True. I, I, I think, think it's time we just... Receiver. I think you're right. We, we, need to, we need to finally just buck up, fucking put up and shut up, and just grab the best fucking wide receiver that we can, which is Jamar Chase. If not if, Chase, if, it's Smith. If, if not Smith, Smith and, it's Kyle Pitts. If Smith and Chase are gone, we probably... We'll probably take a quarterback, but I think we should trade back at that point because Waddle will be there. Obviously, it's, it's very situationally dependent, and we can go into it more at another point because we still have a few more positions to do this on before going to the other sports. So maybe we do. Maybe we talk about the wide receiver position on another one because I can talk all day about fucking offensive playmakers. I told you this would take a while. You didn't listen. I'm only. I'm not even two of these things deep yet, so we still. I already done. finished both of mine. Mm. Okay, well, we can. All right, I finished both talk mine about the wide receiver position more when we talk about the draft. The O line we talked about a good bit. We're sitting with Lane, Brooks, Kelsey, maybe Sayamalu, Mylata, Dillard, Herbie, fully loaded, Herbig, <laughs> Fryer, Driscoll. Am I missing anybody? That's the only people that I put up there. We lost Prince Tega Wanogo to the Chiefs. So I think as far as my memory serves, that's what we got right now. I feel like I'm missing... Oh, uh, Toth? Brett? Oh, yeah, yeah, Brett Toth. He sucked. He sucked real good. Uh, oh, who was okay. that one guy that... Basically sacked Carson Wentz himself. Oh, he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> he's not on the team anymore. Javon Brown, Jamon. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep him. He's gone, dude. They did not. <laughs> they did not. They cut him the next week. <laughs> he was so bad. He was real bad. I think if they had put you and I as one person, we could have blocked better than that guy. Yeah, but. That's a lot. <laughs> He's a he was a big dude. He's just kind of old, I think. You think you think we're signing anybody for the O line? I don't think so. I don't, we're not signing anyone. No. So as far as safety goes, we you were saying we should probably take some swings in the second and third round. Safety, yeah. I mean, there. I like so the, those those four names are staying because McLeod has an extension beyond this year anyway, so he's staying. I think is they're keeping Jalen Mills. Huh? Is it Mills? We can probably keep Mills for pretty cheap, you think. Yeah, right? I think they'll keep Mills because he's going to be cheap as hell. He, I mean, what he does 
because our, our secondary is always so injured. Him being a safety and a corner is good. Yes, I think. And as much as I, as much as he's one of my whipping boys for this defense, it's him and Nate Gary are my whipping boys. And as much as. Gotta keep I, one of them, dude. Yeah, as much as I do it to him, he is an important depth piece that is versatile. So I think we have to keep him. I like um, Epps a lot, actually. I don't know yes, why. So do so do the Eagles. So he's staying, and Kayvon Wallace was is is the second year player. So they're keeping all four of those of those dudes. We need better safeties. We might I agree. Move, we should move. We should move Maddox to safety. Also, the the highest we're picking anybody in the draft for safety is second round, but I don't think we're even going to do that. I think we're going to take one of the interior offensive linemen that falls in the second round because there's a few that like Wyatt Davis, Josh Myers, um, which are both Ohio State guys. I like both of them, but I think Where, there's which one's real DBU, Joe? DBU. Okay, I actually thought about this earlier. <laughs> it's fucking LSU, dude. Tyron oh, Matthew, Tre'Davious White. Those two names alone. Then you have freaking. I actually, there there was a an Instagram about this recently. Patrick Peterson. I, um, I'm just trying to set you off, dude. I really, it worked pretty, pretty, pretty. It did. It worked. It worked like a charm. Um, Jalen Mills. Um, anyway, I I I really like this guy named Richard LeCount. I've heard you say. I, I I called Julian Blackman last year, and it worked out. And he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. And so Richard LeCount is my third, between third and fifth round pick. That's going to be good this year. It's, I'm calling it, put money on it. Um, but, yeah, I, he's like a good late round bargain. I'm not going to get into any names. I, I want to write something up about like late round people that I like. Okay. But, yeah, I think we do need to pick a safety. So moving to corner, we probably need help there too because Slay – is, are we going to keep Slay? We might even trade him, dude, because we need to give her that money. Yes. <laughs> I think I think we should. I don't know if we will. And then I'd, I don't think Maddox is the answer at outside. Maybe no. Slot. Maddox our, is a will is a willing tackler, which is why he's, he's good in the slot. He's got pretty loose hips. He's pretty shifty. So that's why I like him in the slot. He'd also be good at safety. I do think that Free he is a piece that you can move around. I don't think that outside corner is one of those places that you can move him to. So <laughs> NRC's gone. We're probably getting rid of Strap because he sucks. Uh, as much as I love him, yes, he does he, stink. He is dog shit. <laughs> um, LeBlanc. Fuck that guy. He has a great name, Cravon LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we're very I, weeds right now. I think we could keep going. Okay. Uh, I was going to say Asante Samuel Jr. because of Asante oh, yes. Samuel. Of course, but. of course. <laughs> I think we'll. I think we'll keep. As far as linebackers go, we're going to keep Singleton. We're getting rid of Riley, Edwards, Avery, and Ga- uh, Gary. Right. I think we're going to keep Edwards. Sean Bradley's staying, and Davion Taylor was, what, our third-round pick? That was a project piece? Yeah, he's staying. So, our... I he's think an we're getting Devin re- White, dude. Actually, Jannard Avery is staying, because they just moved him to linebacker. They had him at defensive end. They just moved him to linebacker. They announced it. So, he's staying. 
I hate that guy. Which, honestly, they're moving to him, him to linebacker. That might kind of signify they were moving to a 3-4 instead of a 4-3. No! We, we can't do that again. We tried it. It's so hard. That, that's a full rebuild activity, and, and, they're not, and they're not committing to that. That would cause so many problems. I'm not saying – I'm just saying that may be a sign. All we need to do is play more too high. I agree. I know I agree with you. I mean, we don't even have to do that if we get a guy that has huge range in the draft, like Trayvon Morrig or like Javon Holland yeah. at, at safety. But that's, again, getting really into it. Single high is dumb. It's stupid. I, I really like single high. If you have a guy that can cover the whole field, I like it. Yeah, but it's so easy to get burned. But not if you have an amazing playmaker in Here's the back, what, which is right, why so I love safety, which is why I fucking love it's safety. It's more important to stop the pass than it is the run. Can we agree on that? Yes. Single high is aimed more at stacking the box to stop the run. Not necessarily. Or short Because if you have pass. guys in, like, in like a robber role, that, that like – Playing cover three allows you to do more to throw off the quarterbacks, like the pre the pre snap read. If he, he like he's looking at at cover three, so he has two. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but it basically go it allows it. you. Aaron Rodgers loves seeing cover three. He loves that. He laughs when he talks about the Eagles. It's because when defenses like ours that don't have the personnel to run a successful cover three, it's easy pickings. But if you have the guys in the backfield that can play it, it's really good because it allows you to do more with like your strong safety. Because your free safety, ideally, is the one that's going to cover the whole field, the whole like the entire field on the back end. They can cover that whole distance. One your strong safety, home, no look you get to move him around. I re-kill in the end zone. You get to like move. You get to disguise coverages fine, way more. Fine, but let's not just play cover three the whole goddamn game. Let's switch it up a little bit. We also don't have a strong safety that would be good to move around. So we don't, like have, a, we don't three, have a good strong safety or a good free safety to do that with. Yes, so we should right now not be running cover three. But I don't even know how we got here. Let's just move on. We're tra- <laughs> we were talking about corners and then linebackers. Defensive end. Graham Barnett Sweat. Let's trade Barnett. Put Sweat in his spot. Graham, we can probably extend and save some money. I would like for Graham to retire as an Eagle. Yeah, but I, not this year because he's probably fine. Well, no, playing. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I would like to why. keep him. I would like to keep him. He is, is the saying. Tobias Harris of the Eagles. What? In what way? That he? I mean, just his personality. He's like the. I don't know. He, I thought he's you were like, gonna say like everybody hated him for a long time and then he went off, well, that's which it. is true. Oh, certainly that as well. In many ways, they kind of look similar. If Tobias Harris put on like a million pounds <laughs> and lost <laughs> a lot of height, I'm think yeah. Well, I'm thinking about their faces though, and they kind of have a similar face. I don't know. I don't agree with that, but well, I do agree. Right. I think Barnett. We need to move on from the Barnett experience. He's a good rotation piece, but he—I don't think we need. We could, if we can trade him for literally anything, that would be fine, because Sweat is better than he is. I I also agree. And you can bet your ass that we're gonna pick a high, a quote unquote 
high motor defensive end in the later rounds of the draft. Probably. Because that's what we always do. Defensive tackle, Cox, Hargrave, and Jackson. We probably need to get rid of one of Cox or Hargrave, I think. I I don't remember the exact specifics of the deal, but I don't think we can trade Cox. I think we get too much dead cap. Well, that sucks because Hargrave's younger. Yes. Well, all right. And Jackson's gone. Is he? Yeah, yeah he is. He, has, he yeah. has signed a two-year deal. This was his second year. Well, that all wraps up stay or go, huh? Yeah. Anyone we're gonna anyone we're gonna sign in free agency at all? Anyone? You have anyone? None that I can think of that would matter because we don't have the money. So uh, yeah. it's all gonna be depth rotational guys. So so to get out of our cap hell situation, what probably needs to happen is some ridiculous things such as extending Alshon, Graham, Cox, and Slay. I think. Like, spreading their money out over more years. Something stupid like that. Oh, so, like, do what Howie has done in the past. Yeah. Kick the can down the road a bit because the cap is going down this year. Or it's staying in their pro rating the next couple of years. Fortunately, we do have the cap from last year that's rolling over to help us yes. offset some of that. But, yes, we are are still in cap hell. What cap do we have to roll over? It was like $22 million from last year that we saved. So why is everyone saying, oh, we're $50 million over? We're really... Because they're misinformed. Yes, we're really, really high over. Yes, because they're dumb. And 12 of that is Slay, right? I don't know how much dead cap he would incur, though. Well, I'm saying we extend him. We restructure and extend that. Probably save half of it. I, okay, so this is what I will say. Howie is a cap wizard, so I am not, not worried a about. Cap wizard. It's not that hard to keep kicking the can down the road. Yes, but you just you got to identify which cans to kick down the road, so that way the old like, ones that'll retire, and then and then they can when they retire, a little bit of the money comes off. I I will say that he is good with the cap. He is good big with the, the money aspect. You you make big contracts, not as big. He is, he is not good at identifying who to give the contracts to. No. Nor who to pick in the first place. He's bad at talent evaluation, he, that's for he sure. He is very bad at those things. But I will say, I am not worried about being over the cap because he does figure out a way to get under it. And he always does. And it's important to have somebody like that in the building. So I'm not worried about the cap as much. I am worried about the draft. They should honestly let me draft. Because I hit on so many of my guys from last draft, hit. So they should let me do, they should just let me draft. So this goes out to the Eagles. I will literally fucking do it for free. I will sit in your war room and tell you who to draft for fucking free, and you'll hit on at least half. Hear that, Eagles? You have a free solution. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. I think that was a lot of NBA talk. How long has it been? NFL talk. Yeah, whatever I said is wrong. <laughs> you said NBA. As an hour and well, I'll call it an hour. Too much. I told you this would happen. I didn't realize that. Well, I mean, we got into a lot of tangents in the stay or go section. We didn't even talk about Deshaun. It kind of went into the stay or go though. So I love I, you out. Deshaun. No one really cared if he was staying because we all thought that he was going. I know, but he's a legend. So 
Bye, Deshaun. Thanks for everything, bro. Go get yourself a ring. Should have stayed in Tampa, bitch. Okay, NBA. So the losing streak's over, but I can tell you what's going on. Doc Rivers didn't want to be the all-star head coach, but it turns out he is. <laughs> did you hear what he said last night? No, I did not hear. So he has the best record in the East, so he's going to be the all-star coach. He said last night, hey, you know what? It's a great honor for me to even be considered, but I'd honestly rather be golfing. <laughs> what a man. I'm I'm so I, – I remember we talked about this on a podcast, and I said that I wanted – Freaking, what's his face? It's with the Nets. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I know what you. I know what you're talking about. But the one that used to coach for the fucking Rockets. Oh, Mike. You wanted Big Mike. I don't remember what his last name is right now. It's because I've been drinking enough. Italian at this point. That's what I. That's all I remember. No, he's not Italian. Anyway. Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. D'Antoni. Yep, yep, yep. There yep. we go. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Um. I'm going to edit that so I don't look like a retard. No. I <laughs> So I remember I said that I wanted him, and Doc was my second choice. I was wrong. Doc has been such a saving grace and a steadying presence for this franchise this season. Bro, bro, when, when, we, when, we, start, when we start going on a slide and he goes, he just yells onto the court, Boys, what the fuck is going on? I, I, I'm, I love that. That's what I wanted as a head coach this whole time. Yes. Uh, so I will admit that I was wrong. But I was right on the Daryl Morey take. You were very so I'm get, I'm going to – He's so good. And I love – dude, I love his tweets. His Twitter is, is very – pretty active, and it's always about our own players. Like it, the, one of them last night was uh, – it was like a Joel's Euro step, and then you watched the game. I watched parts of it. Yeah, I watched the whole game, and holy fuck! I have two things to say about that game. Joel Embiid is a bad man. He is and the two, best player in the NBA right now. And knock on wood. That game should never have been that close, and Ben Simmons would have helped a whole lot. Oh, okay, so we're moving straight into the Simmons debate. We don't have to if you want to talk about, like, say the team some more, but... Um, I was just going to say the quote tweet of Joel Embiid's Eurostep, and then he posted a GIF with the quote tweet, and it was Steve Harvey, like, looking absolutely confused but amazed at the same time. Like, that's just, so I, I love that from Daryl. He's so funny. And, like, when he... First got hired by us, and he was just like, I'm just riffing, baby. I yeah. just, I fucking love Daryl Morey, and I love Doc Rivers. And this team is so much fun to cheer for again. Finally. Last year was so agonizing. Uh, but now, like, you know what, Joel though? is fire Seth right now. Curry bias sucks. Is good. He sucks right now. He, he was hot, though. He Dude, was super he hot. Such a, he's had some bad games. And I, but the fact that, that there's a, the, the name Curry's on his jersey spreads the floor just like, <laughs> doesn't even matter if he's playing. If you put someone who looked like him in there with that, they would, they would cover him all the way out. 
Uh, okay, so if you want to talk about Ben Simmons, I, I was gonna say real quick, the bench does need to get better. They were fine at the beginning of the season. I guess they're on like a slide right now or something. Like they've yeah. been playing like absolute ass. Well, it's because Shake's injured. But I mean, I was never super high on Shake to begin with. You know that. I, I'm still like I'm still right, shaking. This is gonna down. help your argument a lot, but he's the third highest scorer on the team. Oh, so. for for the Ben Simmons debate? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna pocket that one for yeah. a minute from now. Yeah. But um <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see some old faces like JJ Reddick maybe back in Philly. I I don't hmm. depending on what we'd have to give up give up to get him. Just because the the bench needs shooting, the bench needs to be able to score points. Wait, wait, wait! The bench needs shooting. So, so who? What do you mean? That's all Isaiah Joe does. That's all Furkan Korkmaz does. And you and last night he tried to pass the ball twice, and he passed it to the just straight out of bounds. The all right. So what? I I keep seeing people saying that we need to trade for Lonzo Ball. We need a point guard, for, like certainly. But probably not Lonzo. I we can't take Lonzo. There, if we get Lonzo, Ben Simmons will be saved from my wrath. Teaser: I'm not a Ben Simmons fan. But if we get Lonzo, Ben Simmons, well, I will all of a sudden be a Ben Simmons fan because Lonzo Ball is worse in every way, and he will be my new Sixers whipping boy. So, all right, let's go. Let's let's talk about Ben Simmons just a little bit. So, so here, my understanding is that you started to hate Ben Simmons more this year because you thought we could have one for one traded him for someone like James Harden. I don't think it would have been one for one. No. But, oh, but I would the, rather but have bench, James Harden okay, on this team than Ben get Simmons. You want to trade more than Ben Simmons, but the bench needs to get better. I mean, like depending on who you trade from the bench, like I would. I would trade so, Tyrese Maxey. So, he fucking sucks, dude. So the, the trade that they wanted was Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, and then also picks. I can't give him that. I that, can't give yeah, him Yeah, I would not – when I saw that that was the context with which we were working, no, absolutely not. But if we could somehow have gotten – and they were never going to give us Harden to begin with because they had like such hate for – Daryl Morey being a sixer now and not a, a rocket. So they just like, we weren't, I don't think we were ever seriously in contention because they just were petty, which I appreciate. I'm petty. They just didn't want to give them to us because of Daryl Morey, which is fine. That's fine. The Nets had to give up so much. Like the Nets, the Nets cannot win an NBA championship with the way that team is built. I, so this is where I'm at. Ben Simmons is a potential defensive player of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. I still, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. I still don't think that he ideally fits Joel Embiid's timeline. And I would be willing to trade him for Bradley Beal. I would not be willing to trade him for Zach Levine or Kyle Lowry or Alonzo Ball. We can or get Kyle like, We can get Kyle Lowry for all of our excess second round picks right now, dude. No one is. No one's saying Ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry are in the same level. But I don't. Ideally, I don't want Kyle Lowry. Um, me neither. But, but 
he would be a good depth piece if we could somehow get him without giving up Ben or Tobias. And I, if we're keeping Ben because of his defensive ability, I want because everybody's always saying we could trade Matisse, we could trade Matisse. If we're keeping Ben because of his defensive ability, you can't turn around and say that we can get rid of Matisse because okay. Matisse, while he doesn't provide the same playmaking ability that, that, that's in transition no, or passing. So there is nobody on this team who creates right now. Not one person can create at all. They, they were praising Tobias Harris like that on the broadcast because he has three assists a game. That is ridiculous. We have, like, Shake Milton can't even create. Tyrese Maxey sucks at creating. Ben Simmons is the only creator we have. And all of his creation, well, not all of it. Uh, what was it? I, I, last night I looked at it, it was 45% of his assists are three-pointers. And you won't find anyone else in the league who's higher than that. So it's really his – so defense is definitely really important to the Ben Simmons argument, but it's it's athleticism, so that's speed and explosivity, uh, defense and, and, and playmaking. All three of those things are hard to find in one player because Matisse Thibel has explosivity and defense, but he can't create plays. And don't get me wrong, when he steals the ball, gives it to Tobias, Tobias passes back to him and he hits a three, I want to fucking pass out because that is the coolest thing ever because I love him so much because he's so cute. But Ben Simmons has, he's got the intangibles, man. He's got it. He's the quarterback, like you're saying. I do agree with you 100% that he is not perfect for Joel Embiid because he's not. But the idea is that you surround Joel Embiid with talent. And we have talent around him now. And we're, the, we're in first place in the East, which would be fourth place in the Pacific. I get it, but... <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think defense wins championships, right? Am I wrong? I don't agree with that in the NBA. <laughs> I agree with that in football. Not in, And I... <laughs> I'm not actually, you know, I'm not even going to get started on the whole defense wins championships thing. It won the it won the Super Bowl this year. Holy shit! Oh my gosh, dude! When Antoine Winfield Jr. threw up the deuces to Tyreek Hill, oh. all time, mo- dude! I love petty defensive backs. I love them so much. That was so much brutal. swagger. I that fucking love. I also, you know, I I hate um, Tyrese or freaking yeah, you do. Tyreek Hill. I you hate him. You don't like about Ben is that he's too like stoic. He's so passive. Is he's not stoic. He's passive, and I don't like that. You mean like that night that he don't went off? Don't the night that he went off for forty-two points is one of maybe five games I've seen from him where he had he he just gets it in his head. He's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna be the best player on the court tonight." You know why? It's maybe five games that he's done. It's that. because it's because that there is no question about it. That is Joel Embiid's role on this team. Joel Embiid is that man. He is that guy. He is that motherfucker. Fine. That's. I mean, yes, he is the best. Joel Embiid is the guy. But like, Did look you at see all, that? Look at all of the the championship winning teams in history. 
They always have a second guy that can decide more than five times in an entire fucking five-year career that he will be the second, that he will be the best guy on that court that particular night. Mm. And Ben, just Ben, if Ben can continue to have games where he just decides that he's going to be the best guy that night, then I'm fine with him staying. That little left-handed hook shot of his is coming in. I used to be, I used to get so mad when he would take that stupid fucking shot. It's kind, it was kind of looking nice the other night when he. I mean, maybe, maybe it was just like one night it was falling, but. Um, and, and and that forty-two point night, Ben to a couple of mid-range jumpers, not just because they left him open, and and that's really what's important is that he takes them. He didn't take that many. He didn't make any either. I would point out. But Giannis isn't making any of those. Giannis is barely even taking any of those. And yet Giannis was the MVP two times in a row. Who would you rather have on your team? I'm sorry, I, I spaced out there for a second. What was the question? Well, so, so who would you rather have, Giannis or Ben, right now? Giannis. To go with Joel? Well, really? to, to go with Joel? Yeah. Ben? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, okay. It, in terms of just purely fit, it's Ben. Right. So... If we're going to trade Ben, we're going to need to get a creator as well. So you want Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal and James Harden only can create because they get double and triple teamed. They can't create out of thin air like Ben can. So what we would have to do, we'd have to trade more than just Ben, no matter what. And if we trade Ben and Matisse, then the team is left with Joel Embiid as the sole defender of the, on the team, pretty much. And James Harden's biggest beef with being in... Houston was that he had to score 35-plus every night just to give them a chance. And I don't think Joel would like that very much because he gets very tired very easily. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see Joel's uh, left side deep mid-range fadeaway last night? Yeah, the step back? Yeah. Yeah. That was the dumbest fucking thing I ever saw, and then it went in, and then it went in, and Did I was just Zach like, Levine's face? "Did you see Zach Levine's face after that shot?" No, I didn't. You but. go back and watch that clip, and just look at Zach Levine's face the whole time, because he just looks so perturbed. Like he, he just, it looks like he wants to be a part. He's like watching that, and he's like, "Fuck, I need to go to Philadelphia. I somebody uh, get me to Philadelphia." Tobias's post-game interview, they asked him about Joel, and he goes, yeah, so I'm looking at that last shot he took, and I was like, yo. <laughs> and then it went in, and I was like, yo! <laughs> Did you, when he made his last, uh, the free throw for the 50 points, Yeah. when Tobias goes up, he, like, daps him up after he makes the shot, and he's like, 50-piece McNugget! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, this team, I'm just, I'm so excited about this team. It's great. It's a great team, and I don't know. I don't think anyone's stopping the Lakers, though. Yeah. I really don't. So, so that's that's the question. We kind of answered the who can the Sixers trade for? What should they be willing to trade? Um, we kind of answered that already. So let's just not rehash that. But like the ceiling. So okay. I think we can win the East. Pretty. When the I think Sixers the East. are on. They're on. So the yeah. ceiling, the, the absolute ceiling for this team potentially would be a championship, which I remember saying at the beginning of this season that making it to the conference finals was the ceiling for this team. So the way it ended up turning out potentially is like one step higher than that. 
I think the most likely outcome is still like a second round exit. I just still don't trust them. They're really easy to cheer for because they're fun and, and they're likable. But I still think the most likely outcome is a second round exit. I think part of the fun is the fact that Allah Abdul Nabi is just one of the funniest motherfuckers to ever be in the booth. Not because he means to be, just that they, that he is. And once we start having to listen to them on TNT, we'll probably get a lot more upset because Mark Zumoff's <laughs> like calm voice and like very fair criticism of the team isn't there. But I mean, the most electric thing about Mark Zumoff is the yes. I love him so much, dude. I know he's a, he's an all time great. And Allen Iverson, like when he had his Hall of Fame speech, he brought up Mark Zumoff as like the best. Mark Zumoff is one of the most decorated color like announcers of all time. He is uh, he is the goat to me for for me. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, most likely outcome I think is still a second round exit. Just because I mm, I, I, I think I, I think we'll make the I think we'll probably lose to the Nets in the championship. I I know I was saying the Nets aren't that good, but they do have those three bad men on that team. So I don't know. I think if, I mean if we do make it that far, I think the trick is just to get in Kyrie's head. That's gonna be like not 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 allow any like religious paraphernalia in the building. You mean like because he he's doing all this Native American shit where he's like he brought the like the the prayer stick in with him or whatever. I don't I don't game. know what the way to get in his head is. I imagine it'd be kind of easy because he is such a head case. Maybe just tell him he's really good. Just <laughs> he doesn't like that. Like, we have the best troll in the NBA in Joel really Embiid. Do. So just let him just go off on Kyrie, I guess. Just th- that would be the way. This is the way. Yeah. Kyrie's pretty fucking clutch, though. More clutch than LeBron. Uh. <laughs> I just said that to get a rise out of you. I don't think so. Anyway. That, that just reminded me of the time when LeBron was told that he was clutch from the Brazilian reporter one time and he goes did you really do you really mean that I've never heard anybody say that before I like you where are you from and he goes Brazil he goes I knew I love Brazil uh anyway I like LeBron I don't think you do so I don't think you agreed with me but all right so the NBA is really fun you know what else is really fun is the NHL I am loving hockey this year are you and tomorrow Sunday so probably not getting this out today but Sunday we're playing outside of Tahoe we're on a 14. Oh, that's oh, right. God. That's right. That's fucking awesome. We're playing the Bruins, and that's probably not going well. But uh, we could bring up now the fact that I hate Tuka Rask is a very valid opinion. I don't think you're the <laughs> only one who feels that way. Because the Bruins have our number this year, dude. Holy shit. I don't know why. I think it's just because he is Boston's goaltender. Which it's is because, no, arguably because the most important position he in will stand hockey. On, no, 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 no. No, this is a thing. He, he comes to play in Philadelphia. He'll stand on his head all night in Philadelphia, which sucks. Because I, he doesn't do that for anybody else. I don't know the last time I hated a specific player in any sport more than Tuka Rask. Um, I hated Derek Jeter a lot. I well, he, my second favorite baseball team is the Yankees, so that's okay. uh, not that's not for me. I hated. I hate Sidney Crosby, but that's pretty oh yep easy. no that's it that's it <laughs> it's yeah. Sidney Crosby that's it. <laughs> uh, who else? 
who else can I even? Uh, I hate Paul oh. Pierce, but not maybe not that much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, you know who it is for me? Who? Marcus Smart. Dude, I, uh, I respect that man, but fuck, do I hate him? I hate him so. I would love him if he was a Sixer. Absolutely, he's the kind of player that I would absolutely stand for in Philadelphia. But because he's not in Philadelphia, he's the exact opposite. I fucking hate his guts. He play, he he balls out in Philly too. Yeah, we we get a rise out of some people. That's what I would say, especially Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington guys. We definitely get a rise out of those kinds of people. Well, anyway, you wanted to bring up is Carter Hart having a good season? No. I, I mean. Why? Go ahead and bring up your argument. He just... We're tied for first in the East. I get it. He just hasn't looked... Like, in our losses, which I guess it's not really his fault. Because the you're defense is so you're comparing damn bad. you to, to, to Stanley Cup playoffs, Carter Hart. And uh, yeah, any, I think that's that's what I am doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. And any hockey fan will tell you that those are two completely different seasons. Stanley Cup playoffs are very different. I didn't realize that you added this next to this talking point. Why is this on here, you dick? <laughs> yeah. He is good. He's probably – he's top 10, but he's not – he's probably number 10. He's not great this year so far. But it's the beginning of the season. And he uh, he can't get – so, like, there's two things that's going on. He can't get into a groove because we're not playing him every single night, which I'm happy for. Because that means he'll have more uh, rest come playoff time. And the second thing is, Brian Elliott is... I mean, he's probably going to get taken in the expansion draft. Because we can't protect... We're not going to protect both goalies. So, Brian Elliott is good enough that he's probably... T- he's. I mean, I honestly, I think he's... They're, they're one of the best tandems in the league. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and then... Carter's probably also not looking as good because the defense has been pretty bad. Just it's been very bad. It, it's been it's been bad in terms of shots on goal, but the shots. So not all not all shots are created equal because in most of the games we've won, we haven't won that battle specifically because we're getting we're looking for really good chances and then mo- but most of the time it's like a pretty common hockey theory is just to get pucks on net. Uh, but and and. and that's when our losses come and, and the the margin like we're getting like doubled up on shots on and shots in general and that's ridiculous. Uh, but part of that comes from COVID's been pretty rough on our defense. Uh, and Travis Sandheim, I he's I still hate him, dude. Sandheim, been, he's been out a lot. And, and he's just so, so the the games that I do watch, I there's always like. Four or five plays that I'm watching him, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" One, one of our so one I of don't our, even know hockey, and I know it's bad. One of our demon from our top two pairings has been out every game, I think, just about every game, and that sucks. And then the biggest reason why our defense is struggling is because uh, our Selkie Trophy winner, the Sean Couturier, has been out for most of the season thus far. He is the most important player on our team, straight up. I mean, I guess the goalie, but, like, he creates, like, a first-line center, which he is, and he defends, like, a fourth-line center. He 
he does it all, and we, we struggle to fill the gaps, I think, has been the biggest issue. Like, Giroux's been trying. I mean, Giroux's been doing some of those wily old vet moves on, on a lot of I've seen, and then he gets praised for them. But then Giroux starts getting beat up a little bit, and that's not super great for the old man. So I don't know. I, I think Coots is back. He had a great game in the last game before we got uh, paused against the Caps. We kicked the shit out of the Caps in that game. Uh, I think Coots is back. Once we get the defense healthy, it'll probably be all right. Sorry, it just took me back when you said the Caps. Big in. Dude, I'd try because like three of my friends in college were huge Caps fans, and I just didn't really care about hockey that much. And when they won the Stanley Cup, I was like, yeah, let's get drunk. Yeah, I had to (laughs) live in that area yeah. when they were on that run. And there were no Caps fans before. Yeah. And then when they started to go on the run, everybody's in the fucking bars that I'm just trying to have a good time at, and they're just screaming, C-A-P-S, Caps, Caps, Caps. And it's so annoying. And then I go home, and I start chanting E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, in every bar, and I almost get kicked out. Ah, we didn't, kick, we didn't get kicked out because of that. We got kicked out because Jack likes to pound uh... <laughs> Double Red Bull vodkas just when not go up to the bartender another time. <laughs> That's what we get kicked out. And because I fall asleep on uh, in pizza tables. <laughs> in Caps territory. Anyway. Oh, I love hockey so much. I'm so glad my friends got me into it. Hockey is so much fun. It's that loss to the Rangers was rough, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. my friend in our Snapchat group chat was hating on on me after that because he's a Rangers fan. I don't mind the Rangers that much. They're not that good, so that was a little rough. But I, I don't. I think I mean obviously the team I hate the most is the Penguins. <laughs> we fucked after the that is the Caps. We fucked the and then third after that's the Bruins, and then fourth is probably the Islanders. So oh, the Islanders, the Islanders, they fucked us up, man. They just have our number. They're a hard team to play for anybody. Uh, speaking of the playoffs, have you seen how, how good the, the Habs are doing this year? The Canadians are fucking, they're good. They didn't even, they technically weren't even a playoff team last year. They, but then they beat, I think they beat the Penguins in like, yeah. The and then we had to fucking play them. What, what's the Asian dude again? I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember. They, he just went off against us. I was thinking more about, uh, Carey Price. I mean, yeah, he was he was just inexplicably good against us. He well, so he, he used to be that good, but then he's gotten a little older. He's gotten a little bit worse. No, they they have they have some good players on that team, dude. And they brought it together this year. Holy cow, they've been good. I kind of like them too. I don't know why. I just like the fact that they're just like grinders. I don't know. And they're Canadians. I'm starting to love the Canadians a little bit more because of their TV. Nope. I will never. The uh, letter candy. How are you now? Good. Not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shooting the shit with some friends the other day. Yeah. You're talking about hockey with your boys the other day. I might have to rewatch that whole show. Do you have any baseball talk? Again. Anything about baseball? There's no Canadian baseball this year. Ha 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 No Canadian basketball either. Or, no, no, Toronto. Uh, you mean Tampa? <laughs> Are they playing in Tampa? Yeah, they're playing in Tampa this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
Meanwhile, in Toronto... Um... Well, so, so JT yeah. might be out. I mean, the only the only good thing that the, they've done this offseason is make sure that JT actually signs with us because they're fucking idiots and thought about not doing that. I they re-signed some other guys that I think, like, DD they re-signed, right? Oh, yeah, that's good. DD's good. Um, there's some other guys that they that. re-signed that I was, I was pretty happy with. What they have not done is our bullpen, which was the worst part of our whole team last we year. We don't even have good – we also don't have a, a good fifth rotation guy either so like let's say one guy has to miss for injury then we're gonna have to have a bullpen game and then that sets the whole bullpen back yeah so our pitching has just always for the last few years been not great both rotation and bullpen we i mean we just don't have a closer have we had a closer since fucking lights out lidge sir anthony was good when the rest of the team wasn't good Sir Anthony Dominguez, that is. And then when the team started to get good and we brought Bryce in, then he started to suck and he got hurt. So, Like, I miss having a good closer. That was, like, the coolest thing ever. And then, Spanish guy or Latino guy guy with the N, such an N. Hector Harris. He was good. He wasn't a closer, per se. Uh, He was a relief. He's the one with the weird, it's not quite a submarine pitch, but it's kind of like a sidearm, right? I don't. I don't think so. I think he pitches normally. The thing with pitching is pitching is supposed to be underhand. That's what a pitch is. A throw is overhand. We have a bunch of throwers in this league. <laughs> you can you can tell we're running out of shit to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, they try and hype up spring training so much, and it's not fun. So. Yeah, no, I there was like a tweet because I I follow. Oh, Odubel. Herrera. Oh gosh, let's Welcome let's just back, bro. let's let's not let's not even talk about it. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess our, our all of our listeners don't fucking care. So, welcome back. I guess. <laughs> is it? Are you, saying, are you saying this is bad for the program talking about baseball? Like someday, if we have more listeners, they probably wouldn't like that we just said that. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, I don't I mean, give a fuck. Well, he was acquitted, I guess. So the charges were dropped, or whatever the fuck happened. Uh, bottom line is, he's pretty goddamn good at baseball. He is. He is. Yes. Very good. He was very good batter. Good batter. Which I think he's is not very a great, important for our lineup. Builder, but he's a good batter. I wish baseball could be offense and defense. I really wish it could sometimes because I don't know. That's definitely not. That's a very impure thing to say for me. But sometimes no, it's, it would make it more interesting, which I think baseball needs. Yeah. Well, anyway, do I go play Warzone? Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. For, for, uh, first, will this team make the playoffs? No. <laughs> okay. Then we, uh, I agree with you, so I'm glad Actually, we answered I that question. hard no. <laughs> Probably not. I will – I'll – dude, nothing is better for me when you're just like – you're kind of bored over the summer and you're like, are the Phillies on? And they are. That's like a great like <laughs> – I don't know. It's just like a oh fuck yeah let's watch and then you get and you watch like three innings and you're like fuck this sucks they suck so bad I don't know baseball is rough to watch it's good but it's good for a darty good for a darty it is good for a darty and going to a baseball game is hard to beat it's kids just like hot dogs and beer and occasionally a Diplo concert. That was led off by a Bryce Harper walk-off Grand Slam against the Cubbies. While you're sitting next to a Cubs fan who was chirping you the whole time. <laughs> That's hard to beat, too. Still one of 
even even though it was regular season, literally nothing on the line, it was still one of the most electric moments in the past two years. For well, the playoffs were on the like, line, I guess, technically, because towards the end of the season, but it was awesome, dude. I loved being there. I'm jealous, and I forever will be. You should be jealous. That I didn't get the invite. You weren't home. I know I wasn't home, but still. All right, dude. All right, I'll see you online. See you on the other side. (laughs) Sorry. Peace out.